0: Here's something to consider before you listen to this conversation. Or maybe it's more of a challenge. I would encourage you to listen to this conversation from a place of how is this like me? What are those things that I'm uncomfortable with? What are the places that I don't want to go? What are those things that I can't be with. It might be easy to listen to a conversation like this and think, wow, John's got some real issues or Lisa is fill in the blank. Those things might be true. And yet if we come from a perspective that the only person we can change is ourselves... My encouragement would be, to again, to listen to these things from a perspective of, hmm, what's a parallel for me in my life based on what they're sharing or what they're throwing around versus judgment, critique? Oh, my gosh. I can't believe he shared that. Wow. Really? Really? Like, that's one of his issues? Oh, that must mean fill in the blank with all kinds of judgments and conclusions that you might have based on listening to the last 100 episodes or maybe even knowing me personally. And yet what if it doesn't matter whether any of that is true or not? If it is true, I'm the only one that could do anything about it. And If as you listen to things here, you hear things that are true for you or things that you realize, ooh, yeah, I would definitely never want to talk publicly about that, take a look underneath that, see what might be there. All right, Lisa DiMatteo joins me today again to pick up where we left off, but we're not sure where we're going, and that's kind of the fun adventure here today. We had our conversation. Lisa listened to it, had a few ideas. I, in the meantime, had thrown her a link to Jerry Colonna and Tim Ferriss' conversation where they talked about his two-month sabbatical, which was intriguing to me. And something Lisa said about that to me, like, piqued my interest and kind of like, oh, that would be uncomfortable to discuss. And separately, she had also said we had also kind of talked after we had stopped recording last time and and we had both related that uh, you know, there were a couple of times where I wanted to like say something or ask something, but I didn't really want to go there. So some of the most powerful coaching that I have given and experienced is the unfiltered variety. So that's what we're playing with here today. The thing that jumped out at me, Lisa, that I was like, Whoa, that's a that's a no-fly zone for me, or that would be too scary, or that would possibly ruin my reputation forever, was your comment about their privilege. And this is an area that I just don't know very much about. I don't understand. I don't get. And so I was kind of curious to understand more about, I think your comment was something like you wish that they had acknowledged their privilege more or their ability to take two months off if they wanted to. And my first reaction to that was like, well, why? I mean, if they can do it, why can't they just do it? Why do they have to apologize for having the life that they have? Which is kind of how I understand the privilege thing a little bit. But again, I'm afraid of, I've just walked into a minefield. So that's where I was thinking we could go next. But you can either grab that ball or throw another one down.
1: (laughs) Hold on. I need to get up from the floor. Uh oh, (laughs) That's a no fly zone. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I, 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 one of my favorite things is actually having these kind of edgy conversations that have an edge in them. Now this may or may not have an edge for me. We'll see, but I'm hearing you say it, it does for you. Let's see. Uh, I did listen to those podcasts that you sent me and I did have that impression. Um, And I want to say something right off the top. I don't understand privilege to be about apologizing for your position. So I had no expectation that either one of them would apologize for their ability to make choices that not everybody can. Um, That would be ridiculous to me. Okay. (laughs) Um,
0: uh, This is great because I had a total made-up story. So you're already debunking it. Keep going.
1: Yeah, what I but let me try to tune into what I did desire. And I just want to kind of keep in mind, or I guess put out here, that I listened to those episodes before Christmas and all the 10 gazillion things that have happened and piled into my being since that time. <laughs> um, so I'm going to just try to get myself back in that place because I listened a, a couple times, and I feel myself with my headphones on in my walk thinking like, I wish that they sat that they did something t- more said something more inclusive, right Now they have their audi- audi- audience. They have the people that they're they're speaking to in their podcasts, mm-hmm. right And far be it from me to tell them how to run their podcast.
0: However, <laughs> but because- you said another but you said another like big word of the day inclusivity. Which is another word yeah. that I feel like I'm undereducated in and really like reluctant to like enter that arena too. So keep going.
1: All right. Well, I, I just wonder, John, if that's because these are words du jour right now, they're huge topics right now. And there's a lot of, a lot of energy behind them. And, um, you might be putting too much pressure on yourself to be quite like right in there with it.
0: Well, and I feel like I'm the pinnacle of the problem as I understand it, which is very limited, which is middle-aged white dude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, as a middle-aged white woman, <laughs> um, I, you know, I can, I can, you're,
0: you're one step behind me, I guess. <laughs>
1: Well, I, I would argue a few steps behind you, but I'm not that, you know, we're in the same bucket in a way. Um, it depends on how you slice, slice it up. Right. But back to, cause we could totally get sidetracked with that. That's a, a discussion unto itself because I am tuned into these being topics and I'm not, I'm not deeply educated in these topics. I just know that they're concerns for our culture right now. And I know that podcasts are accessible to many people in the culture, many more people than say other forms of media. Right. I don't know. I think I just would have, let me say it as plainly as I possibly can, because we have, we have um, the ability to edit. I wish they just said, listen, like, I know I just suggested taking two months off but I get that I'm in a position to do that. And a lot of people listening may not have that ability at their fingertips. And just some acknowledgement of that, because we know, we know there's people who can't take a day off. They can't take an hour off without their worlds crumbling or really undesirable outcomes.
0: So if they had done that, what would that have done for you?
1: Um, you know, I think in a way I felt somewhat separate from them listening and, and, you know, we can find it's so easy to find ways to be separate from anyone or anything these days. Right. I mean, our brains really help us with that too, by searching for differences. Right. I think that, it, it would have made it less easy for me to feel separate. Like, ah, these are two white guys with a wheelbarrow full of money. Like, I don't, I can't, I can't relate to that. And I bet that there's a lot of people who can't, unless you're a, a white guy of power and privilege with a bucket full of money. Maybe that's that suggestion of taking two months off to go, you know, navel gaze is not that it's tone deaf and it's not even something that anybody could put in place. Maybe it is, maybe it is, but maybe it's not. Did I answer your question?
0: Yes. And what does, when you say privilege, like you said, privilege again, what exactly does that mean to you?
1: Yeah, um, it means. Okay, I, I feel like a little bit like you're asking me to define privilege, <laughs> which yeah, I don't feel in a position to. No, okay. I I want to I want to say like just like you feel um, <laughs> okay. uneducated. I think is the word you used. Like yes. I, I don't want to own the responsibility for defining privilege um, because I will fail. What I will say to me, the way I'm using the word. Um, and we could argue that I'm using it incorrectly. Um, it's it's sort of the availability one has to make choices or to be in certain positions that others don't, and it, that could be for any number of reasons—reasons reasons that they created and enacted, or ones that you know landed on their plate because they're white, or because they're male, or because they have you know, whatever is a last name or whatever it is, you know, they built a billion dollar company, whatever, like that's how I see privilege.
0: So it's an advantage.
1: Uh, That's another way of saying it. Does that cover all of it? Um, It's pretty close. I mean, again, we could probably spend this whole hour comparing and contrasting the meaning of the words, but that's what I meant.
0: Okay. Okay. So they have an advantage. They can do this thing. And so to suggest that other people just do it without taking into account. It's lacking. Is it that? Oh, is it that they're lacking self-awareness?
1: I hope not because the whole podcast was about, (laughs) (laughs) was about how much self-awareness you can get by doing that. Um, I certainly hope not. I think it's like this. And, you know, I, I don't want to sound, and I hate to even promote this, but there's this that word, like a Karen, like I'm going into people's podcasts and be like, you should say this. It's not what I'm trying to do. It's like, because maybe the, the, the audience they're trying to reach are people who have the same advantages or privilege as them,
0: right? That's interesting. Because, yeah, that's it. Oh, I love that. Because... I was listening, just thinking, well, yeah, I'm not them. I don't have a fraction of their wealth. And this is a cool idea that someday I'd like to do. And yet, if I'm super honest, I could say, well, I had the ability and privilege to, yeah, even just saying that word, the word just feels loaded to me. Loaded. I I guess advantage feels more comfortable. But I could just feel my whole body tense as I said that.
1: That's very interesting.
0: Yeah. Like I had the advantage. Uh, <laughs> I had the advantage of, of taking or the ability. I had the ability to take off three weeks without quote working. Um, although I don't think of my work as like exchanging time for dollars per se. It's longer relationships I have with people. So um
1: What's uncomfortable about that?
0: Again, it feels. I think. I think I've just heard it in the. the I think my. Uh, <laughs> I'm reaching around with my fingers into the air, uh, at, grasping. Uh, what I'm grasping at here is I. I haven't really consciously looked at this, but again, it's it's the context or the places where um it's I go maybe the best way it's like politically correct, and I don't even know if that term is still in vogue, but it's like the politically correct thing to do to to acknowledge your privilege before you go and do something, and so it's like this politically correct box that is being checked to acknowledge your privilege and then get on with things that's how I have subconsciously consumed that word.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And being politically correct kind of pushes some of my buttons sometimes of these predefined rules that, you know, if you follow them, you're respectful, and if you don't, you are disrespectful. Oh I mean, there was this amazing oh my gosh, there was um on a recent road trip I listened to Brene Brown. It was called Rising Strong as a Spiritual Practice. No, was that the one? No, no, it was a different one. It was uh, Braving the Wilderness. Mm, Anyway, it's one of the two. Yeah. Braving the Wilderness. Maybe if you've read it, you remember. I listened to it. She was, uh, Brene Brown was giving some talk and she used the term gypped, that she felt gypped. Yeah. Yep. Which I didn't. So she used that term. So anyway, some lady came up to her at the break and was just beside herself with just, rage and frustration and disappointment and anger and you know, Brene, I've looked up to you and blah, 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 blah. And Brene was just like, what is the problem here? What like what what? And this lady was just beside herself with like how Brene didn't get it. And finally Brene I don't remember how they got to the bottom of this, but finally Brene was able to like slow things down enough to to get an answer out of this lady to be just like, I have no idea what you are talking about. Please tell me what the problem is. And the lady said, well, you said gypped. And that's, I can't, I don't even, I mean, it's definitely a term that was used in my past. It's related to gypsies or something. Do you know?
1: Yes. I mean, okay. we don't, we don't so, need to say a ton about it, but it is a disparaging comment. To, it, among, and it's most, um, okay, so like, even as I'm about to say this, I'm feeling the potential to step in it right? And we're going to get here in just a second, but basically it is most, certain cultures are most aware of this. And Brene wasn't exposed to the culture that understood this.
0: And so she stepped
1: in it on, like, not knowing.
0: Right. And so, and I guess that's, I can't remember now what my connection to that was, but it was, I guess it's this idea of, so... She is it committed shame? this, I don't know. Well, she committed this horrible sin that she didn't even know she was committing. And so, I guess, yeah. I think that's maybe some of my frustration with this realm, including the privilege thing is like, you know, I guess I could see myself talking to someone or being interviewed by someone or something in some context. And if I didn't, you know, acknowledge, I don't know, like, say, some random person was interviewing me about my three week solitude thing. And, you know, the fact that I didn't acknowledge my privilege would, would lead someone to believe that I was just completely tuned out and insensitive and didn't get it and didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. I think well for me, it pushes a button of being misunderstood. There we got to the bottom of it. That's my biggest thing. Yeah. I don't want to be misunderstood. I, I, I want you to know that I care. What happens if you're misunderstood? Oh, that's a powerful question. It doesn't feel good. There's some, ooh, there's some, what is that? Ooh, misunderstood. Mm, maybe there's a a belief of being ostracized. Maybe excluded, excluded um, uh, based on the wrong criteria or based on the wrong unfairly, not unfairly, unjustly excluded.
1: Yeah, I think that when we go back to Braving the Wilderness and um, Brene's story, I think she specifically pointed to the fact that she felt so much shame. And I could have that wrong. But how far apart for you, are ostracized, excluded, and shame.
0: I wouldn't naturally connect shame to that, but I suppose there, there would be a sense of feeling ashamed for not belonging.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: Which is so funny because that's what I think what a whole point, one of the points of that book was all about belonging.
1: Yeah. And it's a humongous need of ours as humans. It's first chakra, Maslow's, I think that we talked about this very briefly in our last conversation. You know, it's a need that we have on which all of our other needs become met.
0: Mm, Because if you don't belong, then you're, well, in the olden days, if you didn't belong, you were hosed.
1: You, th- you didn't have any of the other things that come after belonging. <laughs> There's nothing to place <laughs> all those other things. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Now. Yeah, actually I'm going to pause here. How does landing here with your concern and I can totally see how you made this leap from, well, if, Lisa has a reaction to two other white guys who can make a choice, but nobody can. Like, wow, I must dot, dot, dot.
0: It wasn't that I had to, like, tiptoe around you. It was just more of an idea, more of a just, wow, that word really, that word just, yeah, that word privilege just really triggered me. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And so, yeah, in the realm of speaking to what's uncomfortable or speaking to, like, what's heightened, which again in a in a coaching conversation and i've had some of them where it's like whoa that person just said the unspeakable or they just went into an area that i've never d- talked to anyone about i don't know i don't know if i can handle this and yeah the the earlier version of me would drive right around that topic the newer version is just like wow you just mentioned something that's like really really painful and vulnerable
1: Well, so here we are traveling toward the bullseye of this thing.
0: (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't feel as dangerous. It still feels dangerous, but not as dangerous. It's shining light on it. It's dragging these things out of the darkness of the closet. Mm -hmm.
1: With that said, right, let's just create, let's widen the context a little bit and say that, you know, using the Brene example, if this woman had never come up to Brene and said that thing, uh,
0: would she? She'd have known? never know. No. Yes,
1: and so, so it's sort of like you know we're looking at being called out, but let's also say this: if Brene had that gave that talk twenty five years ago, a hundred years ago, would anybody have said anything? The thing with political correctness, I think, and you know, I. I'm not I'm not an expert here at all, and I've only lived a certain a number of years, but I've lived enough years to know it's changing.
0: Oh, it's totally changing, and I feel like an old person.
1: Oh, I'm telling I you, mean, watching uh episodes of any television show from the 80s, I was recently watching Three's Company. Do you remember that show from the 1980s? Oh, yeah. And it's like they said, What? oh my God, you know, and then watching episodes of the Brady Bunch, which came, I don't know, 20 years before that. And it's like, oh my God, I can't believe what they just said about women. Holy smokes. And, you know, you could probably look back to just shows 10 years ago and be horrified. And that's just one example, television shows, right? It's changing so quickly. And there's this pressure to be on top of it. Is there not?
0: Yeah, no, and what I heard you... Well, I had two thoughts. My first thought, going back a little bit, was the... In other words, the lady that confronted Brene, I I think she could have been a little more... Could have been. We don't know. She was probably doing the best... (laughs) That's another one of Brene's things. She was doing the best that she could. A more skillful approach to Brene might have helped Brene get it quicker, but she was doing Brene a favor. So I guess what was coming to me as we were talking is, okay, so if I completely step in the landmine or potentially tarnish my reputation and someone is able to let me know that, they're actually doing me a favor if I can get past my pride and my shame and all that other stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, let's radicalize that just for a second. What would keep a human from saying, thank you so much right away.
0: Shame, ego. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What is it? Oh my gosh. I just learned this. Oh, this is the end of me. Yeah.
1: It would be shame for me. I mean,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think, and, 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 and in <sighs> Brene talks about the difference between shame and other emotions. Right. And like this idea of shame, Being about who you are, who you be, not what you've done, right? So it's interesting how.
0: How being and doing.
1: Here we are again. (laughs) Here we are again. And I'm sure there's a, a neuroscientist out there somewhere that could say like what happens in our brains or why some brains are more predisposed To go right to defining ourself, who we be, as bad, so shame, versus just saying, oh, actually a thing I said might have been bad. And wow, I definitely would not want to say that again, because I don't know who's in my audiences. So, you know, thank you, lady in the audience, for telling me this. Like, I'm not going to take it personally, because I didn't know. And I'm so grateful that you're telling me. But it has nothing to do with who I am, who I am, Brene Brown. It has to do with a thing I said that I didn't know was a thing that might offend somebody, or like thousands or hundreds of thousands, or a whole culture.
0: Yeah, so I guess I would say it as like not letting it define you.
1: Yeah. What's the, what is the other, uh, the opposite word? I can't remember now. So there's shame. It's like who you be. Shame and guilt. And, oh, guilt is, is for something that you've done.
0: Guilt is a behavior, I believe. Remorse for a behavior.
1: Yeah. So she's, she often distinguishes between those two using the be and do framework.
0: The other thing I was thinking of earlier was, Again, I I feel like I'm starting to feel old, and as you know, children of the '80s, I was thinking of like the, the boomboxes. They used to call a boombox a ghetto blaster. Yeah, at least we did on the West Coast. I don't know about the East Coast, mm-hmm. but even the term ghetto, I heard it used in some context recently. It was like, no, that's like that's not respectful. I, I can't remember what it was, but in other words, as a as a young person, I didn't have, um, I wasn't harboring ill will towards the inner city when I was talking about, th- that was just the term that was used. Now, understanding that today, it's like, okay, well, I'll stop using that term. But yeah, I think that <laughs> it's just, I don't know, maybe it's just acknowledging a place in time of like, wow, things are, I like what you said earlier, things are changing fast. They're changing really, really fast. And maybe it's just an acknowledgement of saying, well, you know what? Chances are eventually I'm going to step in something. And when I do, I'll own it and I'll apologize and I won't have it define who I am.
1: (laughs) It's that easy, isn't it?
0: It is. It's going to be three steps You just call me up and I'll just be (laughs) like, let's walk through the three steps. Okay, great. You're done. Yeah.
1: I can't tell if you're being serious or not, but
0: I'm being <laughs> very sarcastic. Yes. Okay.
1: All right. All right. All right. Good. Yeah. Because here's the thing, right? I mean, it's tempting to go back to Jerry Colonna and the other guy, um, podcast and like have this conversation around to like, Oh, isn't it interesting that I went the direction that I went with it, but that really just brought up for you something that you're holding with yourself. And that seems far more interesting to me. And I think it's also, we're, we're putting the focus on the target, your target here in this conversation. But I don't think it's a, I don't think you're alone here. So, shall we move closer to the center of the bullseye?
0: Sure. I don't know what it is. I don't either. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess what I was thinking of it, well, as you were talking, I was kind of patting myself on the back. So, In the sense of my goal, especially in this conversation, is I'm not thinking about you, per se, of like, well, Lisa. I wasn't thinking of like, oh, there's something wrong with how Lisa is feeling about this. It was more of like, oh, I'm noticing something in me. What does this say about me? Not Mm -hmm. what does this Mm -hmm. say about Lisa? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I got that.
0: And so that would be my encouragement to people, too, is like when these things happen the only person you can really work on is yourself. So, you know, or get curious, which is what I guess what I was doing too, which is to say, okay, so tell me more. What does this mean? What is, what, what, yeah, what's happening for you? So I guess curiosity.
1: Yeah. In our last circle of the bullseye, you were saying, well, I have a fear of being misunderstood. Yes. And I asked you like, well, so what happens if you're misunderstood? And you said, well, I might be ostracized or excluded, and that would really step on my value, my need for belonging.
0: Yeah, but there's something deeper. There's something (laughs) way... We might need to call in a therapist or a psychiatrist. I'm being facetious, but also serious. Like, (laughs) there... No, there's something very, very deep about being misunderstood... As hard as I try to access it, I reach for it and there, I, there's something in the way or something.
1: Can we come at it from another direction?
0: Sure, sure. And I guess I'm wanting to say up front, like, I'm not sitting here thinking like, oh, oh we better not go there. or Like, all this stuff's going to fly out of the closet. I don't, I'm unable to access it. Actually, this is actually something that drives me bananas in some settings in, in this exact context where I'm not able to access something and some will say, no, actually you are able to, and that'll just push my butt. And then it becomes this loop of like, no, you're misunderstanding the fact that I can't figure out why being misunderstood is like, I just can't figure it out. Oh yes, you can. It's just, it creates this doom loop. So come at a different angle, Lisa.
1: Well, before I do that, actually, it's, I'm noticing that that's the same thing. There's something you're supposed to know that you don't know. Shame on you.
0: Yeah. Oh, maybe it is shame. Hmm.
1: So let's, let's polarize this for a second. And this is, this is going to feel a little edgy. Are you up for it? Yeah. Okay. Do it. Um, th- and, and you get to say, stop. <laughs> um. Or yeah, no, this is not, this is not the flavor that I want right now. But so, what you're misunderstood? who cares
0: hundred percent agree hundred percent agree I, I yes, I totally agree who cares and get well, it like, you care why, i know I know I know, <laughs> but that's why I feel like this is such a mystery, like it is so deep like i feel it's it, i feel like it's maybe at the at the level of like a a, a trauma or some something like deep 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 that's happened or happened repeatedly that yeah if you were to ask what that was my ra- a random guess just well random is probably my intuition would be around religion so like growing up in a christian context and trying my hardest to get it and never getting it and feeling yeah. misunderstood that you know there must just be some rebellious, sinful part of me that doesn't want to get it, and so that's why I can't get it. It's like, no, I'm trying to get it. I just I, I don't get it. it doesn't add up for me.
1: What happened because you didn't understand what happened in your life?
0: Why well, didn't have the same feelings and experiences as a, as a lot of the people around Who me?
1: Who cares? Do you really want to have the same feelings and experiences as other people?
0: but it's belonging. Okay. this is in a family context too so yeah and I suppose when you bring it into the family context now we're in the realm of survival, especially when you're really young it's like well understanding that people do survive outside of families, but when you're really young and that's like all you know that's all you know
1: yeah yeah uh, so that makes sense right and we're we're going into territory that maybe you and I only know as being Customers of therapy, not actual therapists.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: um, right.
0: <laughs> but, well, but, yeah, I am but, not a licensed therapist. No, I am not. <laughs> I can't tell you how many how many potential clients I've told that I'm not a therapist. I cannot diagnose you. We're not going to talk about mommy and daddy. Well, we might, but like, yeah, we're not going to give any meaning to it.
1: Right. And th- this is so very true and important to note. Right. And sometimes, having gone through enough therapy, you can feel like you might be an expert but you're not. And here's the thing. I am sure that there is a professional that could analyze this. Right. And that there, I do believe in the true meaning of like something that really winds us up in the 21st century, you know, in 2022 at the volume that it's winding us up in meaning it maybe feels like a little bit out of scale and kind of how you described it. Like I don't get it. It's annoying. I can't get at it. And it feels so dangerous and big. Like I should be able to go here, but I can't that those kinds of things tend to point to like, okay, it's 10% today, like 10%. I'm afraid I'm talking about my three week retreat. And I'm, I'm afraid that I'm going to, you know, sound privileged and someone's going to misunderstand me. But that's only 10% of what I'm feeling right now. 90% of it is this thing from 1985
0: when Mm. everybody
1: came back from church like, oh, and I was like, what is going on?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that didn't make any sense to me.
1: (laughs) What? Is that that what you're describing, though, before I make the rest of the point? Is that kind of what you're pointing to?
0: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And, well... Is that what I'm pointing to the church, the, the religious thing or the, that there's an iceberg underneath that we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg.
1: Yes. The iceberg okay. piece. Cause it might yeah. be that, I mean, you just picked that out as an obvious one. It could be through anal- analyzing, you could find something that you didn't even know existed. Right. Now saying that makes me want to come at this from the other side. Um, but I
0: go, I don't care.
1: Okay, great. Let's go there. And I also want to say, like, there's probably therapists listening to this that are cringing, going, don't do it.
0: Joe, this is so
1: dangerous. This is so insane.
0: I'm operating on myself. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. So, and and I've had actually people in my life who have asked this question. So, I, And I actually love that I'm coming at this question because I've always been on the other side of it.
0: Ew. Dope. Yeah.
1: It's like, do you really need to go to the center of the lint in your belly button? Like, do you really need? No. Okay. No.
0: No. No. And that's, no, it's so funny you say that because it was through a therapist that I found a coach. I was meeting with a therapist and I'm like, okay, so we talked about mommy and daddy and we've understand, we understand like why I find myself where I am today. But it it was like, it was this epiphany. I was like, well, so what? And I was like, well, okay, but now what? And I was like, well, is there a therapist for my career? And this guy was like, oh, yeah, this lady's a career coach. She was way more than that. She trained at CTI and like, yeah, my life will never be the same. Um, But after I got into coaching, I was just like, yeah, do I need, do I really need to understand why and what caused it? No, I don't as much anymore. But I think the awareness is, what you, is what's important, and I feel like that's what you've really done a great job of calling out. This is a really, like, I don't know, if it's an open wound, but it's a it's a bruise for sure.
1: Mm. Mm. It, just for folks who may not have got the, the metaphor of the center of the lint of the belly button, you did kind of speak to it, but I just want to be super clear in saying, like, we can navel gaze we can therapize we can figure out what is it underneath the iceberg underneath the surface until the day we die is that the is that the most important way it's, a, to... it's an illusion
0: i was saying that to a client earlier this week we were into some really deep stuff and i said you know what i just have to call this out like why this has happened or why this is the way it is uh, beyond my qualifications I said, but my experience is, the temptation is, if I figure out what caused it, then I'll be able to fix it. And I can't tell you how many times that's not been true.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Is that where you were going or are you going something different?
1: Um, no, I was just trying to make sure that my obscure belly button analogy okay. is understood. <laughs> yeah. Um, there I am, afraid of being misunderstood. Um, <laughs> So, you know, you're in good company, John. Here's the thing. It seems to me, and and I'm going to say this, tell me if it's correct or not, but the cost, one cost of you in this moment with, the, with holding this is that you actually have a part of your life that's significant. Part of your life. I'm. I, we talked in the last conversation about you're not actually sure how significant it is yet because you're still integrating it and unpacking it. This three week, uh, what did you call it? What is the word? Solitude retreat. It's solitude retreat. And ye, it, it's okay. Now I feel like I'm, I'm taking your words and putting them on you, but it sounds like what you're saying is I want to talk about it, <laughs> but I don't want to be misunderstood and that's the cost. Like, I can't talk about it because I'm going to say something that's going to offend somebody.
0: Mm, No, I would say in the, in the case of the three week retreat, it was more, I don't even know what to say. Mm. And in some moments it was, I was totally okay with that. And then in other moments, it was uncomfortable to not be able to explain an experience that I had, that I was, that I a hundred percent participated in. (laughs) How, how does that make any sense?
1: I understand that part, but I'm talking about the privilege piece.
0: Oh, oh, oh. Sorry, I totally missed that. I I connected to something else. Okay.
1: That's an interesting topic too. <laughs> you know, that it's there's I, I yes, we 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 have that as a as a bookmark for more unpacking, but but I I understood and I maybe incorrectly that you were saying like, well, by talking about this I'm waving my f- privilege in front of people, and is there something I need to acknowledge about that?
0: I wasn't thinking any of that. <laughs>
1: okay, what were you thinking? Tell tell us.
0: Um, I was more just really on a base level, just curious. Like, what does this term mean, and what are we looking for, and and just noticing the vis- the. The bodily reaction—it's weird. It was like my upper chest, shoulders—some weird sensation there when I said that word or hear it. Oh, would that be like that's like the anger part of the body, isn't it?
1: Uh, Maybe for some people. What part is it for you? Like when you get sensations there, what does that mean?
0: I don't know. Okay. I I don't know. This is a whole new. This is, fa- this is fun, because this is like a whole land that I've heard about for years, but never got or did, but it's, it's like I'm growing into it. It's, it's, it's slowly coming alive in a way that, yeah, I was watching some YouTube video of some therapist, what does he call it? He called it running the energy or something. And I was like, what is this? So I watched it, and as he was doing this thing, I could... I was noticing like all kinds of different sensations in my body and I was like, wow, that's fascinating. Like something's really going on here. And I felt it. So yeah, the whole somatic thing is a new and growing area that I'm learning more about and definitely interested in. So yeah, but to bring it full circle to the to the notion of privilege, it was more of like trying to understand more what you were looking for and then reflecting on Oh, this is scary. Can't talk about it. But I think the beauty of this—I don't know—I'm—I'm I'm kind of like—I feel lighter. Uh, the beauty of of all this stuff, and I—I I, I use the same term with my coach, like is basically opening the closet doors and letting the light shine in and dragging the stuff out that needs to be dragged out. And sometimes there's nothing there, and sometimes there is. And but the fear is I can't open the door because it'll be too scary and I can't handle it. Or at least that's my story, which again yeah. is another another deep theme that we could spend another week on. But the beauty of this is I guess what I want people to hear is the the fear is facing it, and then when you actually face it and go into it, then you realize, oh, it's not that bad, it wasn't bad at all, it was good it was it was illuminating, it was enlightening and to to go
1: with your closet metaphor. Let me present you with another slice of what I feel like happened here. You went into the closet and there were like all these skeletons. And rather than hang out with them, you were like, get out of the way. Like, I think I heard you say like, uh, you know, I could spend some time hanging out with you and I may or may not learn anything from you, but I'm not really that interested.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, and I think I think in these areas, wisdom is discerning which areas need the time and which ones don't. And and to bring this full circle and like to peel away another layer on the, the three-week solitude retreat, one of the reasons I wanted to do it was to find out if there was some stuff from long ago that I didn't know about that would help me in my whole medical thing that i've been working on
1: big question looming
0: yeah has it did it not really (laughs) um not it didn't give me the big answer i don't know if it was a big answer i was looking for well, I think my deep, my deep-seated wish was that, you know, I would go to the doctor and they were just gonna be like, oh my gosh, like, wow, yeah, this never happened. You're fine. Uh, wow, this is a miracle. Um, we don't know what to say, but uh, yeah, never come see us again.
1: <laughs> yeah. Your Although choice... I, guess in,
0: I guess in some ways it hasn't been enough time, so maybe that's still coming. But that was like, in the, in the deep recesses of my mind, that's what I was hoping for.
1: You were hoping that would be the cure?
0: yeah I, would, I was hoping there would be some I don't know the cure I don't know that I don't believe there is the cure I don't believe there's like a magic bullet or lightning bolt or whatever but I think I was i mean and maybe I'm still hoping maybe it hasn't been enough time I mean it's January and I went on this retreat in October so who knows
1: yeah I've heard people who have done things similar to that and even for less periods lesser periods of time. But still, substantive to, to relative to how they normally, sort of in the course of the day, their day to day lives, you know, um, really pushing the pause button, say that integration of the experience happens over a long arc of time. So mm-hmm. it's possible that your big, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm gonna go here, come to Jesus
0: moment
1: <laughs> <laughs> happens at a later date.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we don't know. We just we don't know. I guess what I would theor posit is that my I think that my beingness is different as a result of those three weeks. Not all the time, but I think there's a it's changed the trajectory of my beingness a little bit.
1: I, I don't know if you wanna um like I want to double click on that right now. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if you want to say anything <laughs> about that like how are you different? How do you be different?
0: I think there's a more I don't know if I've shared this before or not. It, it just more resilience, more more um not as not as uptight, not as worried, not as uh in other words for 3 weeks everything happened as it needed to happen and it was very simple it was very mundane and and it was really rich and so i think what i took from that was oh well what if this place isn't special what if this three weeks isn't special what if life is like this all the time and i'm just doing all these other things and i can't see that life is pretty good and headed in a pretty good direction and that good things are happening to me along the way. So I think if you're you, me is living in a way that, you know, the whole idea that you hear the distinction of life is happening to me versus for me. I, I think I've embraced more of the energy of life is happening for me. Well, Actually, I saw just the other day, I was looking for a new primary care doctor, and I'm trying to jump through all these hoops that are driving me bananas. And I think an older version of me would have kind of despaired and gotten really angry at the process. And I had this moment last night of just thinking, I had all the tabs open in my web browser of trying to find like who's taking new patients and all this crazy stuff. And I just had this moment of, hey, you don't know how this is going to work out, but what if this is all just going to turn out fine? even though right now you're in the soup of this whole frustrating thing, who knows? I mean, all these places that you think this doctor can, like, this primary care will be yours and then they're not taking people or you can't get in because it's the wrong insurance. Like, who knows? Just keep riding the wave here. Just, it's late. Close your computer down. Go to sleep. Tackle this tomorrow. That was, I feel like, was a new way of being. Versus... Oh, getting all angry and all jacked up and just like frustrated and despairing. This is never going to work. And yeah, going down that unproductive path. Yeah,
1: that sounds like a pretty <laughs> delicious outcome.
0: I know. And what's so funny is I share these things with people that like, like you just said, "Wow, that's amazing or delicious." I'm like, "Well, yeah, uh-huh. it's it." I guess that was the the unique thing about this happening over 3 weeks is it's such a long period of time that it just it becomes ordinary as opposed to extraordinary.
1: Yeah. And and I guess I I'm curious like what's not enough about ordinary?
0: What's not enough about ordinary? I don't follow.
1: Well, I made the not enough up I, like, I, I made it well because i was sensing the fact that there needs to be extra when oh. you said extraordinary right like it's if it's not extraordinary then it's only ordinary and I, so i just turned that into not enough, oh, i like perhaps. that i like that
0: yeah i like that ordinary is enough it doesn't have to be extraordinary
1: does it is that true
0: I think so. Yes, I think at a very deep level, there's so much. What do they say? The divine is in the mundane, or something like that. There's some, some, some saying like that. I heard that recently, and I thought, eh, "What does that mean?" But I, don't, I hear that's what you're pointing to. That, in other words, the thing we always, the thing we think we always want, is extraordinary. I want the extraordinary vacation. I don't don't want to just go on vacation. I want to go to the amazing resort and have the amazing experience. It has to be beyond to be good. Wow. What if ordinary is good? That's what I hear you saying. And I'm like, yeah, that's true.
1: I don't know if I'm saying that so much as asking the question, but because I live in the same culture as you, you know, our culture sort of trains us to want and expect the extraordinary and all of the ways, okay, not all of the ways, but many of the ways that our culture is evolving. Like just take social media, for example.
0: Yeah. So you're constantly chasing that. You're yeah. chasing this thing that you don't really, well, we don't always need, I won't speak for, I'll just speak for myself.
1: <laughs> you, you don't get um, brownie points for posting a picture of your um, unadorned, unseasoned right. oatmeal. Like, (laughs) you know, your beige, but your beige breakfast, like there is no likes for that. Yeah. And, and, you know, our, our young people today are getting trained to live by the like. It's a little horrifying. We had, we, I know, I, I, I suppose, and I'm not a cultural anthropologist either. Um, but. I know that we had our version of that, you know, we didn't, if we didn't have the boom box, maybe we weren't cool, but now it's just about likes and 25 years from now, it'll be something else. So it's like thinking for us, how do we get to this place of thinking for ourselves? How do we, actually, I'm going to bring it back. Boom. To belonging. <sighs> Who do we actually belong to? You know, do we spend our lifetime trying to belong to our culture and to the people around us, or do we f- spend some time trying to belong to ourselves
0: first? That was going to be my immediate answer. <laughs> that is some my work right now. Yes, yes, I totally Sorry, believe the, that's where it's the at. Buddha
1: just took me over, John. <laughs> I just and I, I don't mean to. Is that Buddhist? I don't, Buddhist? I don't like, know. I, I, I don't know, but it's definitely like, I'm just a regular middle-aged white woman from the Northeast. Like I'm not trying to sound like I'm anything different <laughs> than
0: that. And, you um, can still be I'm, profound.
1: You know, I get, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So where are we now?
0: I was thinking we end on that note of profoundness.
1: Sounds good to me.
0: Unless you want to, I don't know, unless you already know what the next topic is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. I'm not a psychic either. Um, (laughs) I don't, I don't, but, but I'm still stuck on this idea of the center of the bullseye and um, flying directly into no fly zones So maybe we come back to that again some other time.
0: Yeah, and I want to, yeah, and I guess my last thought would be, and you can have a last thought if you want. You can have last thoughts if you want. My last thought would be to, and if you need to re-listen to this, re-listen to this, but listen listen to this for you, you, the listener, in the sense of don't listen for John's story and like whether John's story is true or not be listening for like what's the thing as you're listening to this that you're like oh that's my no fly zone that's my like ugh I don't want to talk about that because that's too whatever and then my encouragement would be to go there now don't go there with anyone but go there with someone that you trust or go there in a space where it's safe which is what we're doing here today so that would be my encouragement
1: and said another way as my final words, you know, this all started because I was reflecting on how I felt listening to some podcasts that you recommended to me. And, you know, there's a potentially useful exploration on my end, if I want to take it to say, geez, I wonder why I, I, I mean, I wasn't extraordinarily annoyed by that. I just, it stuck out to me that that i wished that these guys acknowledged this thing but you know i could say like what's that about for me mhm you know and and through that question like why does that matter so much to me like why does it matter enough for me to actually put words to it and not just say thanks for those podcasts <laughs> john thanks you know like i had i actually used words to tell you that what's what's about what's that about and To me, doing that can help us belong more to ourselves, like going through those processes, right? I I, I don't think that we should do it for everything in the world because, you know, because we can't. Um, But there is an opportunity there, I dare say.
0: Oh, and I thought of one more opportunity, which is if anyone heard something in what we said and it triggered you... (laughs) <laughs> have a look at that. Be curious about it. What's this telling me? What's, you know, what? Now, maybe I need some, maybe John needs some feedback. That's fine. You can send it to me. But another question could also be like, oh, like you just did. I thought that was beautiful.
1: So wait, are you saying that somebody out there listening might be like two middle-aged white people?
0: <laughs> I don't know what. Having even a
1: conversation that I,
0: Maybe we did it wrong. I don't know. Yeah. It's possible.
1: What's wrong? What is wrong? And what is wrong?
0: I don't know, but, but no, I think, yeah. Oh, that could start a whole nother hour. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much.
1: Yeah. Thanks, John. This was great fun.
0: Thanks for listening to The John Polster Show. Notes, links, and all that other good stuff for this episode are at johnpolster.com slash podcast. Send your questions, ideas, or a simple hello to podcast at johnpolster.com. Want to stay up to date on new episodes and receive notifications of upcoming events? Register your email address at johnpolster.com slash updates.